You know, if you really want to gain an edge in life, it's all about doing the little things, making the little changes that add up to the biggest of differences. And that's where our friends at Seed really kick in. My daily routine is pretty hectic. I wake up in the morning, I'm checking the betting odds, I'm looking at all the news that's going on. Well, I do need something that's going to keep me on track with my gut health, and DS01 Daily Symbiotic benefits my gut, my skin, and heart health in just two little capsules a day. I mean, I've integrated it into my daily routine with breakfast. Boop, take one in the morning, it's an easy capsule, and that's all you got to do there. And what I've noticed, I wake up with better energy, I'm sharper at work, I'm doing all the things that I need to do to get stuff done. And because it's really, really key since your body is your ecosystem. You know, your gut is the central hub for various pathways through the body. And a healthy gut means benefits for digestion, skin health, heart health, your immune system, and much more. And what's really cool about this is that if you need a refill, it's already on the way. Probiotics and prebiotics work best when you use consistently like other routine health habits. So Seed subscription service easily builds DSO1 into your routine with no refrigeration needed. Trust your gut with Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash shuffle and use code 25SHUFFLE. That's 25SHUFFLE to get 25% off your first month. 25% off your first month of Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash shuffle. Code 25SHUFFLE. Lots of things are better together. Hockey, food, golf. I mean, beverages, watching a big game, it can't get any better. But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Well, listen, we got lots going on here, okay? The GM Shuffle, that's right, football is back. Thursday Night Football is going to be back. We're taping this on a Wednesday. We've got lots to discuss. Jalen Ramsey gets paid. We're going to go through some actual games. Pleasant and friendly reminder, Michael Lombardi last year was correct two-thirds of the time. So we're going to make some picks here against the spread. You want to win some money? Go ahead and do it. Speaking of money, DraftKings will help us out in that regard. But... Mike, there's no promotion like self-promotion. The second hashtag sports awards, best sports podcast, the GM Shuffle is a nominee. Yes, under our banner of Cadence 13, we're going up against the Fantasy Footballers podcast, the Sterling Affairs, which is on ESPN Films, under center with Kirk Cousins. That's right. Kirk Cousins has a podcast, and pardon my take, of course, those guys are a juggernaut with Barstool Sports. The second hashtag sports awards, the winner comes down in October. We got to figure out how to mobilize our forces and win this award, right? Yeah, well, or we got to double count. We got to be like the Kennedy election in 60 and start counting dead <laughs> bodies. Those guys at Barstool. 
tough to beat, you know? I mean, we need to send a few guys over, but uh, no, it's an honor. I appreciate it. It's really nice of them to recognize us as more than just a football podcast, as a sports podcast, because we do cover some other landscape on this thing. It's a you know, it's you're so well-rounded that it makes it very challenging if I don't stay up as well-rounded as you are. You know that baseball and hockey stuff as well as anybody. I mean, I take my hat off to you on that. No, I appreciate it, Mike. We, we definitely go around the home when it comes to all sports. Basketball, of course, your love-hate relationship, mostly hate with Joel Embiid. And also, of course, the Sopranos. Oh. By the way, we've been doing that recently here on the podcast. This final week, because now it's going to be NFL season, we're going to do our favorite one-liners from Tony Soprano himself. That's right. Bada bing to end things up. I, I got to tell you, I enjoyed prepping for that on this show. You know, you know what I didn't realize as I went back and watched it again to prepare how great of an actress uh, Ada Totorio is that how you say her name? That's right. Yeah, Janice. Janice. I mean, she's really good. Like the more she's so fucking annoying, but she's really good, right? It just and so you go back and then some of Tony's stuff, you know, is just so good. As you go back and listen to it, it's it's one of the joys of preparing for it is you can go back and revisit some of that stuff, and it doesn't ever get old. His lines never get old. It's just remarkable how it's withstood the test of time through all these years. In fact, I even saw Jason with. Lock tweeted out that that he's went back and watched it again. I mean, it's just it's always very very watchable, and you can borrow something from it. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that segment today. Yeah, as you and I have always said, it's not only the writing, and make no mistake, it starts with the writing, but Gandolfini's interpretation of those lines, the different line readings, uh, there's so much humor in there amidst the cynicism, and of course, a lot of tough guy talk. Uh, let's begin with some football, though. Jalen Ramsey. Guy's getting paid. Five years, $105 million contract. So $21 million a year. Ramsey is the fourth player since 2018 whom the Rams have signed to a record-breaking extension. You want to the others? That's right, Aaron Donald, quarterback Jared Goff, and running back Todd Gurley, who they actually cut in March. Like I saw the headline, I go, okay, $105 million, $21 million a year for this guy who is an excellent player. Of course he is, perennial all-pro. But guess what? $105 million for one guy. You can't spend the rest of your roster. Congratulations. You're going to finish third place in the NFC West behind the Seahawks and 49ers. Good luck. You know, this is a different strategy than most teams use. I mean, next year on the cap, I think just next year with Jalen Ramsey counting at $13.7 million, they're about $9 million away from the cap if the cap stays exactly the same. So, you know, this team's going to get gutted next offseason when you add Ramsey's cap number in there. I mean, next year's cap number for Jared Goff is $22 million. Aaron, Aaron, I mean, excuse me, it's $28 million. Aaron Donald's $25 million. So they're going to, I mean, Tyler Higby is their highest paid player at 9.125 of, of all the other guys on the cap next season. So, you know, he's primed to get cut next year. So, look, the Rams are doing this in... They've been doing it. They've been spending money, and, and they're taking a different approach. And, you know, can it work? I, I, I mean, they had no choice but to pay Ramsey once they gave up all those draft choices. You know, they had no choice but to do that. I, I For me, I would never have paid Goff the money. We can go down that road a thousand times. I would have rather given the money to Sean McVay. But, you know, this is what the Rams want to do. And, you know, now we know why. AD, now we know why that realtor lady was so freaking happy. She was wearing those nine-inch spike heels walking him around that house. He, he knew he was getting a deal. Like, he knew he was getting a deal. That's the great thing. When players tell you they're not worried about the contract, they know they're already in contract negotiations. 
So, you know, he knew he was getting a deal. He was talking about how much he loved L.A. It was fairly e- easy to figure that one out. So, look, here's the other issue. Who, you know, who's, who you think anybody's throwing a ball at Jalen Ramsey with, with, with Troy Hill on the other side? That's always my fear with cornerbacks. But, I mean, Troy, Troy Hill's going to take a beat. But you're right. That's always the problem with cornerbacks. It's like, okay, you get one, and he's awesome. Over the other side? Like, for perspective— Ramsey's now the first defensive back, Mike, NFL history to sign a deal worth over $100 million. $71.2 million at signing the largest guarantee to a defensive back. And you start to think, oh, wow, yeah, this is higher than what Darrell Rivas got back in the day when he was getting $18.2 million a year. But as you're pointing out, Darrell Rivas can't cover the entire field. Like, congratulations. Oh, so Jalen Ramsey can cover half the field. What about the other half? I mean, Troy, Troy Hill's going to be like, you know, the reason they build, you know, they have Caesar Palace and then they always built that little hotel because the overflow circus circus would catch all the overflow traffic that couldn't get into Caesars, you know? Well, I mean, Troy Hill's going to be the busiest man in America. Like, he's going to get his ass worn out. You know, it's like when when the Nuggets put Michael Porter on the court against uh, any team. Everybody just, oh, Michael Porter's playing? Let's go get attack his ass on defense. It's going to happen to poor Troy Hill. You know, and they're going to have to be really good defensively of being able to understand that the coverage is going to get tilted. You know, that, that Brendan Staley, the new defense coordinator is going to have to figure out, okay, I'm going to take one guy out, then he's going to have to double everybody else. I mean, that's how they're going to have to play. They they fired Wade. They made the change from Wade because Wade is a really good football coach, but Wade is very simplistic. Wade is, he's going to rush five guys, however he gets to those five, and then he's going to play a lot of cover one. And so it, it, there's not a Wade doesn't really have a change up pitch. He never really developed the slider over his career. It's pretty much that's what he does, you know. And the Rams, once you in any team sport, once you play too much of the same thing, you get caught and you get on your ass a little bit. So you know that's why they made the change. They wanted more multiplicity, and I think it's probably, you know, now they're going to be more multiple. I mean, they're going to have guys on defense. I mean, look, I think the Rams are. A team, if you're going to bet on a team in September, bet the Rams because they'll be the healthiest. But as the war of attrition carries on and as the as the season becomes longer and longer and the injury report becomes bigger and bigger, right now the Rams have two players on the injury report, the linebacker Terrell Lewis from Alabama and Daryl Henderson, the running back. He's questionable. So once that injury report starts and the lack of depth that this team has, I think that's when it becomes problematic. Lack of depth is the key. Right now, the New York Yankees are limping. They're at 500. Why? Because once their stars get hurt, it's not just next man up. The next guy can't always be the guy up. He can't be as good as the star. It's like in hockey, playoff hockey, one line is great. Well, you got to have depth. you got to have four lines. The Rams have got the stars, yes, but they don't have the depth, and I think it'll catch up to them. Speaking of catching up to somebody, how about Vaughn Miller, the Denver Broncos, a guy who's had incredible durability, played 95 straight games, and now apparently he's going to make a decision about potentially season-ending surgery. Broncos star linebacker received a dislocated peroneal tendon. That's according to uh, Ian Rappaport and Mike Garofalo. So in layman's terms, his tendon flipped over the ankle bone. General recovery time of five to six months. The best case scenario is three months. He's 31 years old. Uh, He's said to be rejuvenated. He had just eight sacks last year, Mike. He did not have one of his stronger seasons in terms of actually getting to the quarterback. So hoping to bounce back. And here's the big thing for Denver. Every time I say to myself, okay, well, they've got a big defense. Yeah, Von Miller. Well, no, Von Miller's gone. And the whole question there is, as we've discussed, does John Elway actually have a freaking quarterback? Is Drew Locke actually the guy? How many more Brock Eisweilers do we have to go through before we find out that Elway can actually have a QB? 
Yeah, I mean, look, I, I mean, when I first heard the the whole reaction that that Vaughn got hurt, I was like, well, you know, he didn't play really good last year. Nobody wants to talk about it, but he didn't really play a typical Vaughn Miller style of season last year. He wasn't the same player. You know, now a lot of it was, you know, Denver never really could get the lead. They never could play from in front. And and this year you're thinking, okay, good. Now they get Bradley Chubb back. Get him on the other side. You know, they get Jarrell Casey inside. This has got a chance to really, you know, manifest itself up into a good defense. And then how good are they? How good are they at, at, at in the offensive line? How good are they at quarterback? And I'm with you. You know, I, I wrote about this when, 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 when I, on the Daily Coach, I talked about when Andy Duke, when, excuse me, Maria Konnikova, Konnikova was asking Eric Seidel, you know, how would you play this hand? He says, well, I'm not you. You can't. And I think that this applies to Drew Locke. Like, how people play Drew Locke at the end of last year is going to be way different than how people play Drew Locke now. I mean, it's just going to be different because people are going to be worried about what he does. You know, they're going to try to pressure him a little bit more. They're going to see. Now, the, the Broncos have much better offensive weapons than they did last year. But still, it's still going to be problematic. And can he actually do this? I, that That's what makes me worried. I mean, when you break him down, you know, was he better than – did he play better than Joe Flacco? I mean, he averaged a pedestrian 6.5 yards per pass attempt. And that came off of a game against Houston where he was at 11.44. His, his great moment was against that Houston secondary where they put 38 points up on the board, you know, and, and Locke was 22 for 27 for 309. But all the other games, even the game against Oakland, he threw for 177. Against Detroit, 192 and a win. You know, Kansas City, he threw for 208 and a loss. And then on the, in the Chargers, they won by three. He threw for 134. So I, I, I'm i with you, bro. I, I don't know if it's going to be like, are you sure this is what we want? Are you sure this guy is the heir apparent to become the best player? That's what's got me worried. That's why I'm not sure they can. Now with Von Miller's injury, I think you could clearly say, hey, look, uh, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not buying the over on the win total at seven and a half. I think it's going to be more like, you know, seven. Yeah, this doesn't even look like a 500 team now without Von Miller. And as you said, he was not the same Von Miller of the past. I guess for John Elway, listen, you win a couple of Super Bowls. I know it gives you a lot of immunity, but after a while, seriously, uncle. Uh, this got some headlines. Make me smarter. Josh Allen for MVP. Are you kidding me? I almost lost my mind. This has shades of MVP. Mitch written all over it. This is Kyle Brandt. He and Peter Schrager on Good Morning Football and Kyle Brandt all in on Josh Allen. I'm jumping on it, Peter. I like it. We've seen another Sean McDermott defense be excellent and go all the way to a Super Bowl. Guess who won the MVP that year? The quarterback on the other side of the ball. I'm going with Josh Allen. I really think he's going to take off this year. I think the Diggs thing will be real. I think Josh Allen's going to unleash his arm. I think he has Cam Newton-like scrambling and running ability. I think this is a 12-win team. That's how big I am on Buffalo. And if you win 12 games and you play good at quarterback, yes, you're in that conversation. I don't know if he's going to have 50 total touchdowns, Sounds like a Lamar or a Mahomes, but I think he'll be one of those guys getting love in those yard barker columns at the end of December, Peter. This is a 12-win team. Now, listen, I think the Bills might win the division, and you could talk me into maybe 11-5. and five. 12 wins feels a little much to me, but you could talk me into 11-5. and five. But Josh Allen for MVP, 
the hype train begins, Mike. Like, where, where do you get this? Like, I, I, I mean, I think those guys, that's that's entertainment, right? I mean, when you're talking about this, you're just, you're, you're trying to entertain the masses. I mean, can we just put things in proper perspective? Even Bills fans who don't want to hear it, right? You know, the guy has completed six passes in his NFL career over 30 yards. He's six for 49 in that, that area, right? He's 27 for, you know, 27 for uh, 148 on throws over 20 yards. Like, seriously, like, and he's thrown, and when he throws the ball over 20 yards, he's got. He's got nine inter- he's got nine interceptions. He's got nine touchdown passes. Like, seriously, tell me where you tell me where he's been anywhere where you think this could be MVP like. Like, seriously, you know, when he's ahead, really good. When he's ahead, averages seven point five yards per attempt in his career. In his thirteen losses, he's at five six six. Nine touchdowns, 13 interceptions. Like at some point, where's the data point other than, you know, I, I have this feeling that he's going to play good. Like Josh Allen is the whole question mark there. They know it. I mean, they know it. I mean, the guy's yet to throw for 50%, over 60% accuracy. And his big arm, his big arm, you know what his big arm brings you? His big arm brings you 6.61 on a career in 28 games. You know, so, and then you say, well, he can run with the football. Okay, great. All right, great. That's wonderful. He can run with the ball. Like, seriously, like, have you studied his rushing attempts? I mean, like, seriously, like, you know, when you break it down, like, yeah, he could take off and run, but people know they need to spy him. I I mean, I don't get it. I I just don't understand. Like, give me some facts. Tell me why this guy is going to be really good. You know, when, when they're in shotgun, you know, they, there's really there's really no time where you say, wow, he's really good. The best formation that he's in is when they're in two backs, one tight end, two backs. To play devil's advocate, Mike, maybe he's saying, and you and I both agree, Josh Allen's a terrific athlete. We got it, right? Great legs. He fills the part. Okay, fine. Maybe he's arguing with that athleticism and now the acquisition of a big guy, big name in Stefan Diggs, he'll go to the next level. But your most salient point is, why would you expect someone to be able to throw the ball deep when they've never proven consistently they can do so? I mean, look, I think tomorrow for the Daily Coach, this this where we're doing this podcast on Wednesday afternoon, tomorrow on the Daily Coach to celebrate, you know, the opening day, uh, you know, where I wanted to really, I, I, I spent time with uh, talking about Daniel Kahneman, the man who wrote Thinking Fast and Slow. He's a brilliant Israeli psychologist. He spent a lot of times on decision-making, and he and he's kind of changed the way he thinks. He's gone from, from trying to emphasize how bias affects us, which I think in this case, I think whenever you think Josh Allen's going to be the MVP, it's you like somebody, you like Josh Allen, or you like a guy on their staff. I mean, typically, you know, I like you, give me information you like, you know, and that's how it works. But I think what we have to do is divorce ourselves from those that liking and, and just look at the facts. Like, you know, give me data. And, you know, Counterman says, look, I don't care what you think. Most times your decisions based on your instincts are wrong. If you can't find data to back up what you think, then you're definitely wrong. And, and I'm trying to find data 
to support it because, look, the Bills have a lot at stake here. They drafted Josh Allen over Lamar Jackson. They traded up to get Josh Allen. They got a lot at stake, and and I am on record as liking everything about Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean. Like, I think they've done a good job, and I like Brian Dayball as an offensive coach, you know, but I think his hands become tied because when the reality of this player is, when he has to, when he has to play, when the game is on the line and he's got to really be able to drill it down and win the game, you know, when you look at that in wins and in losses and you see such a disparity between the wins, ties and the losses, you say to yourself, well, what's going on here? Well, he's playing, he's playing faster. And when he plays faster, that becomes a problem. That's the story when it comes to Josh Allen. Make me smarter. Can Josh Allen be an MVP? There's the reasons why more than likely he can't be. It doesn't mean the Buffalo Bills can't be a good team. We'll find out. All right, still ahead. This is where things get really interesting. Opening weekend games will preview key ones and begin our season-long quest to win you some money with the help of DraftKings. That's coming up next. You know, if you really want to gain an edge in life, it's all about doing the little things, making the little changes that add up to the biggest of differences. And that's where our friends at Seed really kick in. My daily routine is pretty hectic. I wake up in the morning. I'm checking the betting odds. I'm looking at all the news that's going on. Well, I do need something that's going to keep me on track with my gut health. And DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic benefits my gut, my skin, and heart health in just two little capsules a day. I mean, I've integrated it into my daily routine with breakfast. Boop, take one in the morning. It's an easy capsule, and that's all you got to do there. And what I've noticed, I wake up with better energy. I'm sharper at work. I'm doing all the things that I need to do to get stuff done. And because it's really, really key since your body is your ecosystem. You know, your gut is the central hub for various pathways through the body. And a healthy gut means benefits for digestion, skin health, heart health, your immune system, and much more. And what's really cool about this is that if you need a refill, it's already on the way. Probiotics and prebiotics work best when you use consistently like other routine health habits. So Seed subscription service easily builds DSO-1 into your routine with no refrigeration needed. Trust your gut with Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash shuffle and use code 25SHUFFLE. That's 25SHUFFLE to get 25% off your first month. 25% off your first month of Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash shuffle. Code 25SHUFFLE. All right, let's get down to business here, folks. You want to win some money? We want to win you some money. Last year, Mike went 66% against the spread, okay? That's the key, against the spread. He's not just picking the winner. Oh, okay, you know, Patriots are minus 10. I'll call the pass to win. No, 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 with the numbers. So for that in mind, we got something new here on the GM Shuffle. If you guys are making picks this week, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code GM Shuffle when you sign up. Plus, get this amazing offer. Pick any team during week one, bet $1 on them, and win $100 if they win. Did you hear that? Use the game that we're about to discuss or pick one on your own. That's $1 to win $100 when you use promo code GM Shuffle during sign-up for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Let's kick it off, Mike. 425 Eastern Sunday. Can't wait. Bucks and Saints. Our first look at Tom Brady in a uniform other than the New England Patriots, and he's going up against Drew Brees. 
Right now, the line looks like the Saints minus three and a half. Who do you got? You know, th- this is one of those where, you know, like I, I think week one, you got to be really careful. This We're recording this on Wednesday, so I want to be really clear here. I think, you know, and, and make sure you download that DraftKings app on your phone so you've got the best odds and you're looking at it constantly because I think if you betting, if you're betting games on Wednesday, you got a real chance to make a mistake. You got a really serious chance to make a mistake because what's happening is the mar- the think of the gambling game as the as the market. Think of it, you know, when I do Vsin on Bloom it's like Bloomberg News, right? You've got to track the market and you got to find out exactly what's going on in the market. And I think part of the reason I was able to have success last season besides really good fortune in some games is the fact that I was able to track the market but also be able to put the player personnel element into the games, you know, and certainly, you know, you're not right all the time. You're going to make some mistakes. But I think in this game particularly, you know, you, where you're going down there, the, the the Bucks, a lot of people instinctively want to play the Bucks because let's face it, they're getting points, you know, and you always want to take the road team. You want to take a team, especially in a conference, in, in a divisional game, that's getting points. And that's big, you know, because they're always closer than you might think they would be. So, you know, Brady's going to go down there, go to New Orleans. We don't know really what New Orleans has in store for us. By the time I think the game kicks off, Kamara will have a new contract. You know, Brady's got a ton of weapons he loves, but is his offensive line going to be good enough to hold on to? And how good are the Saints? Again, the injury report. I mean, we see Davenport didn't practice today. He's going to be key for the Saints on defense if he doesn't. So, you know, I think this is an interesting matchup. I mean, the, the, we know this. Last year or two years ago when they went in there, Ryan Fitz had one of those career days, you know, but the last time they played each other, you, you, you know, the Bucks, the Bucks that have always played the Saints close. Now, when they lost to them 34-17 at home last year, you know, and that line was five and a half. And Breeze was sensational. He was 28 for 35 in the game for 228. You know, Michael Thomas had his usual 114. And, you know, they really couldn't get the ball to the outside receivers. Cameron Britt led the team. And, of course, my man Jameis threw four interceptions. So now that leads us to Jameis, A.D., Jameis is there. I mean, Jameis knows how to set the game plan up. Jameis has probably spent as much time in the locker room, in the in the defensive meeting room to help Dennis Allen prepare for what Bruce Arians wants to do. But if that's really what Tom Brady wants to do. And I've been told sources close to me that Brady's gonna Brady's gonna control what they do. He's gonna get the ball out of his hand quick. He's gonna let his skill players, who he's in love with, handle the ball. You know, my instincts tell me, and, and this is where you have to look at the numbers, a lot of people, 64% of the money that's come in, and there hasn't been enough money in it to really pull an opinion, have been placed on the bucks. So taking the points on the Bucks again, again on Friday on Twitter or on, on Saturday on Twitter, I'm going to post my final picks. You know, this is probably a game I'm not going to do. It's a game I'm looking forward to watching, but it's a game I'm not going to pick. Yeah, a lot of excitement for it, but you're right. You're going to be careful when it comes to the picks. Over under 49, by the way, is interesting. The amount of offense you might expect in this game, who knows how that's going to go. Titans at the Broncos. The Titans are minus two and a half. Denver is plus two and a half. We discussed the issue, obviously, of Von Miller being out. For Tennessee, it's interesting, Mike. People look at what they did a season ago. Are they going to be able to take the next step? You mentioned Chubb being questionable also um, with regards to this game. So who do you like? Tennessee minus two and a half right now in the DraftKings Sportsbook line. Well, I mean, look, last time they played them, the Broncos shut them out 16 to nothing. 
and Derrick Henry had 15 rushing attempts for 28 yards. But the reason I like Denver in this game, and again, I'll post my picks on Friday, is the reason I would really strongly lean towards Denver is Denver opened up a, a, a point and a half favorite. They were one and a half favorite when this line st- came out. And then the line moved because the betting public remembers Tennessee, right? They don't remember that Tennessee lost in Denver 16 to nothing, right? They don't remember in week six. They don't remember that, you know, Marcus Mariota was classic 17 for 18 for 63 yards. He threw two picks, right? They don't remember that Ryan Tannehill came off the bench and was 13 for 16. You know, they don't remember that Flacco was just typically Joe Flacco, 18 for 28. So the thing that I like this game is is because it fits the paradigm that I've been watching is I really think week one is going to be about conditioning. It's going to be about physical conditioning. Who is able to play the entire game? Who can handle the game? Right. And, and and the coaches are going to have to do a great job of treating these opening games like they're in college, where whoever we bring to the game has to play in some not just special teams like they're going to have to play on offense and defense. They have to. The players are going to be exhausted. And in mile high. I think the chances of getting exhausted are a lot quicker for Tennessee than they are. This is the only, only home field advantage of the of the 16 games this weekend. And I think if you have a home field advantage and they're willing to give you points, I think you should take it. All right, Broncos plus two and a half. That's the pick there. As you said, Buck Saints, you're avoiding a pick on that one. How about the Cowboys and the Rams? A lot of love right now for Dallas. I saw Peter King. He's got Dallas being the number one seed at the NFC, but that he does not have them, I believe, going to the Super Bowl. So Dallas and the Rams, we touched on the Rams, obviously focused on them in hard knocks. The Cowboys at minus three right now going into this game in L.A. Who do you like here? Uh, you know, I'm going to go hard. This is the one I will play, and I'll give it out now, is I'm going to take the Rams here. I, I like the Rams, and I like the Rams because of this. I think the way there's been a lot of tickets written up for this game, this seems to be a popular game, and there's been a lot of money coming in on the Rams. I think the Rams are freshest. I think their offense will be really, really at their at the peak Cooper Cup's healthy. They like this kid Van Jefferson. They they you know that Robert Woods. You know they they got the rotating backs, which Henderson may not play, but Cam Akers will be a good player. Their defense is going to be unpredictable because really Dallas doesn't really know what are they going to run. They probably study in Denver's tape to try to figure it out. So there's going to be an element of surprise. Of course, Sean McVay doesn't exactly know what what Mike Nolan's going to do here for Dallas, but he's played against he's played against that the, the same before, so he has a better idea. I, I like the Rams here because they're fresh. They're fresh in terms of this is the best the Rams are going to look, right? I think this is the best the Rams are going to look. I think everybody thinks the Cowboys are going to just run away. 63% of the tickets being written up are on the Cowboys, but only 37% of the money. There's a lot of money coming in on the Rams and that people are taking that point. Now, if it goes below two and a half, if it goes down to two and a half, if DraftKings moves that number down on Sunday morning, you know, you want to get that three. You want to get that hook if you can. I love where you're going this because I think the Titans are a better team than the Broncos. We were saying pick the Broncos, as you mentioned, mile high. And I think the Cowboys can have a better record than the Rams. But again, as you're saying, the Rams could be a great September team. So out of the gate, look for LA to make a move. How about Seattle? And Atlanta, the Seahawks expected to contend in the NFC West. The Falcons did close towards the end of the season well. This is a tight line right now, Mike. Seattle's at minus one and a half. Who do you like here? You know, I think in some books it's a two. You know, I think Atlanta 
has a chance to, uh, you know, last year they played, it was 27 to 20, but they played that in week eight. This is before they really made the change. They, they made the change at, at defensive coordinator where Dan Quinn fired himself. The, this line, when they played him in week eight, Seattle was favored by seven and a half. It's come a long way down. And, and Russell Wilson was just 14 for 20 in the game for 182. I mean, they ran the ball effectively. Chris Carson had 90 yards rushing. But Matt Schaub threw the ball. He threw for over 460 in the game. They didn't have Matt Ryan in this game. Matt Ryan comes back and plays. I mean, Julio was sensational. He had 10 for 152. So, you know, for me, I I think Atlanta is a really uh, – I'm, I'm going to give them strong consideration to play because – I think it sets up perfectly for them. I hate betting against Russell Wilson. I hate, 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 hate it. I hate it. Because you hold your, as Uncle Junior says, you hold your nuts and just hope it doesn't fucking, and make a decision, you know, because he's so goddamn good. But I hate, I hate betting against him. But I do think that, I really do think that, you know, Atlanta's a different team this year than they were last year because of Raheem Morris calling the defense because their offense is still really good I'm not sure Seattle's going to have their pass rush there I know they have Jamal Adams and all that but I think they're going to be able to exploit the Seattle defense it's going to take a little bit of time I'm leaning towards taking Atlanta here I love it once again you can always check out Mike's Twitter and his Instagram for his latest picks also on VEASAN as well M Lombardi NFL on Twitter and Instagram you can follow me at Adnan S and follow the show by the way at the GM Shuffle to recap you're taking the Broncos plus two and a half, the Rams plus three, and Atlanta plus one and a half. As Mike said, make sure you check out DraftKings because those lines could move a little bit. We're recording this here on a Wednesday. If you're making picks, once again, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code GMSHUFFLE when you sign up. Plus, get this amazing offer. Pick any team during week one, bet $1 on them, and win $100 if they win. Use the game we just discussed or pick one on your own. That's $1 to win $100 when you use promo code GMSHUFFLE shuffled during sign-up for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Coming up next, remember when is the lowest form of conversation? That's right, the greatest lines ever from the Don himself, Tony Soprano, and maybe a little Houston KC talk. It's next. Whether you're hosting game day or movie night, DiGiorno knows that planning a watch party on a budget isn't easy. You need the perfect setting, the perfect squad, and the perfect eats. Luckily, you're a game time mastermind, and you know that grabbing DiGiorno Classic Crust Pizza can bring home a dub because it's packed with half a pound of cheese, sauce, and other toppings and comes at an incredible price. Make the game-winning call and grab a DiGiorno Classic Crust Pizza from the grocery store today. It's not delivery, it's DiGiorno. You know, if you really want to gain an edge in life, it's all about doing the little things, making the little changes that add up to the biggest of differences. And that's where our friends at Seed really kick in. My daily routine is pretty hectic. I wake up in the morning. I'm checking the betting odds. I'm looking at all the news that's going on. Well, I do need something that's going to keep me on track with my gut health. And DS01 Daily Symbiotic benefits my gut, my skin, and heart health in just two little capsules a day. I mean, I've integrated it into my daily routine with breakfast. Boop, take one in the morning. It's an easy capsule, and that's all you got to do there. And what I've noticed, I wake up with better energy. I'm sharper at work. I'm doing all the things that I need to do to get stuff done. 
done. And because it's really, really key since your body is your ecosystem. You know, your gut is the central hub for various pathways through the body and a healthy gut means benefits for digestion, skin health, heart health, your immune system, and much more. And what's really cool about this is that if you need a refill, it's already on the way. Probiotics and prebiotics work best when you use consistently like other routine health habits. So Seed subscription service easily builds DSO-1 into your routine with no refrigeration needed. Trust your gut with Seed's DSO-1 daily symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash shuffle and use code 25SHUFFLE. That's 25SHUFFLE to get 25% off your first month. 25% off your first month of Seed's DSO-1 daily symbiotic at seed.com slash shuffle code 25SHUFFLE. All right, bada bing. We are now at the moment of truth. When you're married, you'll understand the importance of fresh produce. Remember when is the lowest form of conversation. A wrong decision is better than indecision. What use is an unloaded gun? They say every day's a gift, but why does it have to be a pair of socks? There's a four out of the gate, Mike. I find I have to be the sad clown, laughing on the outside, crying on the inside. Tony Soprano, one of the most unforgettable characters ever in television history, impeccably written and created by David Chase and the likes of Frank Franzulli, your guy, uh, Terrence Winter, and so many others, but only James Gandolfini could do it. And originally, they weren't sure who was going to be Tony Soprano. They thought it might be him, maybe Michael Rispoli, who was also in the first season of The Sopranos, but they made the right decision going with this big guy from Rutgers, guy from New Jersey named James Gandolfini, who had done some supporting roles. He commands the screen, and as we've often said about The Sopranos, it's the only show ever that was the best drama on TV, and it was the best comedy on TV. And a lot of that, I think, was Gandolfini and his work as Tony. He, you know, I mean, just amazing, right? And I mean, how well he acted. The fact that he had, you know, he's from Jersey, and he went and had a voice coach that talked to him, you know, and his mannerisms and his delivery are just incredible. I, I mean, like, look, I, I, there's so many you could sit here and go through. I, I, one of the ones in, in one of my favorite episodes is Second Opinion is when Uncle Junior goes to get a second opinion. And, you know, and, and Tony's like, look, everybody's coming from New York to see to see Dr. Kennedy. And Tony wants to take him over, over to... Uh, to, to New York to see the specialists over there. And so, you know, of course, Tony says, well, that's the way we'll be going against the traffic, you know, and Uncle Junior looks at him with that, with those look. But in that episode, you know, it, I cannot get orange juice out of the refrigerator. To this day, I cannot get orange juice out of the refrigerator and say to Millie, I like it when it says some pulp. You know, and if you and I never even realized on the orange juice container until that scene that it has some pulp written on it. <laughs> I never even realized it. Like, like who knew? You know, who knew it had some pulp? Like, it's just it, it. It's you know. And remember, when's the lowest form? And those who want respect, give respect. You know, it's it's just. And then the the opening one. Like, I still think of the opening scene. When Melfi says to him, uh, they said you had a panic attack. And, and Tony says, no, 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 no. They said I had a panic attack. They, the, Just the emphasis of they is brilliant. Um, I love the line. We've actually talked about this off the air about getting in early into something. Like, you know, you're doing different things here with Daily Coach, with Vison, with me and DAZN, et cetera. And I love this line. It's good to be in something from the ground floor. I came too late for that and I know it. 
But lately, I'm getting the feeling that I came in at the end. The best is over. Like, that's, that's remarkable insight from a wise guy looking at just this generation of gangsters and the fact he's got this melancholy realizing that it's not like how Frank's saying, the best is yet to come. The best is already over. I thought that was amazingly perceptible. And, and it's really what the theme of the, the foundation of the show was. And then season one, when he's laying there on the table, you know, and, and, and Carmela comes in and he says, what are we going to do? Move to Utah? get a roadside stand, eat tomatoes with no taste. Like, unless you grew up in Jersey, you don't understand the power of a Jersey tomato. Like, everybody could talk about how great their tomatoes are. Like, as you know, moving down here from Connecticut, like, there is nothing like Jersey tomatoes. And there's nothing like them. I mean, that you know, I'm sure San Marzan in Italy, those are incredible too. And make sure, just so you know this, when you, if it says San Marzan tomatoes on the can that you buy, it has to have the Italian stamp on it or else it's it's fraudulent. It's like Vegas Dave. It's all fraudulent, you know? So when you get that can and it says San Marzan tomatoes on it, if it doesn't have the Italian stamp, it's basically Vegas Dave trying to sell you picks, right? Yeah. So just get away from it. It's stupid, you know? <laughs> By the way, how? I mean, how does anybody buy picks from Vegas Dave? Like, Vegas Dave couldn't even work for Tony. Like, Tony would hate Vegas. Tony would hate that guy trying to rip people off. I mean, look, the calling card business was one thing, but to sell picks and not to justify it, you know, Tony wants to, Tony wants to rip you off and then never see him again. But this guy rips you off and you got to come back and look at him again. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I didn't mean to get off on a tangent. So anyway, but, 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 you know, if, unless you're from Jersey, you don't understand the power uh, of how much. He, the Jersey tomato stood, and that scene to me was one of the better ones, you know? No doubt about it. That's why the fresh produce comes in handy. How about the, when he sums up the root of problems between himself and his uncle June at the end of season one? Cunnilingus and psychiatry brought us to this. Like, how good is that line? Because he's talking about when making fun of Junior, the fact he's going down on his girlfriend. Like, cunnilingus and psychiatry brought us to this. I mean, that's when you write that line, you got to go, you know what? It's a pretty good line. How about this one? I wipe my ass with your feelings. Even a broken clock is right twice a day. I'm like King Midas in reverse. Everything I touch turns to shit, which proves what a depressive this guy is. He's so depressive. I mean, you know, and how about this one? You know, uh, where, uh, what do you want to do? Make pots in Peru? I mean, like seriously, you know, it, it's unbelievable. He just like, and they all, you know, they all come off. I, and one of my favorite ones when he's in there, you know, at, when he's in there and he's talking about Gloria, who to me was truly one of it was it was David Chase's way of bringing his mother back, only good looking, and you know, and made us not think it was his mother, but it was his mother, right? I mean, that's re really what he did. We're going to bring his mother back. He's going to finally fall in love with his mother, but you know, and he's not going to know it. But when he says to her, he says, "You know, you know, you said dark, I said deep. You you said you you said uh, complicated. You know." And then he gets mad at Melfi because she won't tell him what the hell's wrong with her. Like, and then he she gets mad at and he gets later he gets mad at Melfi and blames her suicide on him. Like, like it, it's just it's priceless. Like, you know, and then I was watching the other scene, you know, when they go to the, uh, to the Indian restaurant and send them up when Artie Bucco shows up at the house and, and he, Carmelo opens the door, send them up, you know, and Tony's over there singing Gilligan's Island on the floor. And, and you know, and then, and then of course they call pussy on the phone, which is not meant to be comedy, but they call pussy on the phone. Yeah. I had a touch of diarrhea, but then, then pussy gets all pissed off because he thinks now they're holding back on him and he's going to catch, he's going to get the food poisoning. Like, it's just like hilarious. All of a sudden it always comes back to how does this affect me for as much as they talk about we're a family 
They're really about a bunch of individuals. Yeah, that was the episode where Pussy Gets Whacked, right? Where he gets the, the bad reaction to the Indian food. Yeah, that's right. And I don't know how they did that fish scene. You know, you know when Pussy says, you knew, and the, and the fish is lapping, you know, swimming, best exercise. And then Tony says, what are you, fat fuck? You haven't exercised a day in your life. You know, it's like, yeah, swimming, best exercise. <laughs> that singing fish bit was great. My father was in it. My uncle was in it. Maybe I was too lazy to think for myself. And lastly, Dr. Melfi, what kind of line of work are you in? Tony Soprano, waste management consultant. That's the perfect description of what he does, right? It really is. And then when he goes over there, when, 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 when his lawyer makes him go over over there, you know, and he shows up, he's got that rash on there because Richie April's driving him fucking crazy, you know, and he's got that rash. And then he sees the girl who's, who, uh, whom Barone says, oh, she's born again. The next thing you know, he's screwing her into place. And then he's drawing his, his, his football charts over there because he wanted to stay out of the, out of the bing, you know, uh, you know, it, it's just, it to me, I, I mean, it's a, it's a marvel at how much he had to prepare for those lines. You know, it's he the the way they came off his tongue as eloquently as they did, you know, he must have had an incredible capacity to memorize things. Well, it's funny you mentioned that. On Talking Sopranos, Edie Falco says she's always had an incredible ability to memorize lines. She could like walk in the trailer while I'm getting my makeup done. I memorize them. It's good. And she goes, and Jim would struggle at times because he would get so pissed at me because he's like, we'd have these big fights and I would know all of my lines. But God, how is it so easy for you? So to your point, he was working hard to kind of get the rhythm of the scenes and, and really kind of dedicate himself to always being in character. And uh, it's why he was, he was unforgettable. Yeah. I do want to mention before we talk quickly about the uh, Texans and the Chiefs, if you go to Apple Podcasts, I appreciate it. If you could subscribe, rate, and review. It means a lot to me and Mike. It's how we keep the GM Shuffle going, getting your feedback. There is one. There's actually two guys here. I want Mike to rip right now. I got one here from Lunch Duty. And he wrote, podcast for old people. All of Lombardi's pop culture references are over a decade old. We get it. He liked The Sopranos in 2005. It's kind of embarrassing how Adnan laughs along with those references like they're relevant or interesting. Just talk about football. You're Italian. We get it. You liked the show 20 years ago. Cool. The shtick is played out. And one more. This is from this guy. Content cults old fast. We don't need Sopranos and TV references every other sentence. And to that I say, Mike, just because it's not right now doesn't mean it's not timeless, right? I'm 42 years old. I can love Frank Sinatra, even though I wasn't alive when Frank Sinatra was kicking out hits in his prime in the 50s. Anybody who's that stupid or that much of a bonehead that can't appreciate greatness, good riddance, right? Yeah. Mafangul. I mean, what do you want me to do? Quote some, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I listen to some rap song. You want me to talk about the rap songs? You want me to talk about the Kardashians? You want me to talk about Below Deck, about how fucking stupid that show is? Oh, I know what I should talk about. Let's talk about Love After Lockup. Let's talk about that show. Like, let's talk about the morons who are moving to towns so that they can, they can uh, marry a girl who just got out of prison. Like, it, really, is that the lowest form? I mean, let's talk about Jerry Springer shows or what do you want to talk about like seriously i mean look i'm watching the vow are you watching the i watch i watch perry mason that's contemporary oh no that's old i apologize you know you know so i'm a, i'm an i'm an old white guy what the fuck i apologize but here's the reality of it put something good on i'll watch it like put something good on like tell tell me what the vow i'm watching the vow you know it takes them 17 days to get to the goddamn we know it's a sex we know it's a sex uh place you know i'm two episodes in i like it but i mean can't we speed this fucking thing up a little bit here like we know it's going to be a sex cult like like I, i'll watch it i mean who you you watching you watching the kardashians you watching you watching below deck how's that work out for you is that good you know poor vin you know vin i'm sorry vin i'm sorry we didn't you know i'm sorry how's your day we apologize to you like seriously 
you know, what do you want to talk about? I, I mean, I'll be more than happy to talk about love after lockup. Like, how stupid is that? <laughs> I see these promos for Love Island. I go, who the hell is watching this? Like, I wonder how many brain cells you must lose if you watch that. It's like when you said you and Millie saw a promo for a show about taking out the garbage. I'm like, what is this? Trash humpers? Like, what is this? Yeah, like, I mean, what are we going to do? Oh, 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 I get it. Let's see. Some guy's in prison, so some girl's going to finally have it. You know, she wants to have a relationship. I mean, it's the dumbest. I mean, it just shows you, like, what are we doing as a society? Are you kidding me? And I'm not saying guys that are in jail shouldn't find out, find love. But like, there was one dude who moved to Mississippi so he could build a house for a, a girl who was getting out on meth and stolen property. Like, can't she rehab first before you buy a house for? Her? Like, seriously? Like, what? You know? Like, you know? It'd be like taking me after I've been on a diet to a buffet. Like, seriously? I'm gonna eat. Like, you know? What do you think she's gonna do? <laughs> so ridiculous. Uh, let's wrap up with the Thursday night football preview. As you mentioned, we're recording this on a Wednesday. Texans and Chiefs. Let's get it on. Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. They climbed the mountain. Mahomes is getting half a billion dollars. Big Red proved he can win. Uh, everyone likes to, to jump all over Billy O'Brien, but Deshaun Watson's getting forty million a year right now. What are you most looking forward to? Houston and Kansas City. Is it okay if we talk about this game? Is it is it okay if we talk about last year's games? I don't want to offend anybody. Is that okay? I don't know. Should we talk not about last year's games? I apologize. I know it's dated. I know we're in a time machine. You know, we'll get Mr. Marty McFly over here to talk about it. But I mean, the reality here is I think one of the biggest misconceptions last year uh, is what happened with the Chiefs defense down the stretch. I think it's rather remarkable the way they played defense at the end of the season. I mean, when you go back to the game in Mexico City, and I know that's 11-18-2009. That may be too far back from for, for some people. I apologize. But 11-18-2019, I mean, you know, they, they held the Chargers to 17. They play the Raiders at home nine. They go to they go to New England. They hold New England to 16. They play Denver and Chicago. They hold them to three each. And then they play the Chargers in the last game that ended up really mattering. But the Chargers only scored 21 on them in that game. And then in the playoffs, they gave up some points. But I think their defense played that really at the highest level they played all season. And no one gave them credit for it. No one really talked about it. And I think that was the difference in their team. And I'm not sure that that defense can come right back in and play the same way. And I think the other thing is Watson got paid, you know, Watson got paid and, and, you know, this Texan offense is really good. I mean, if Cooks is healthy, that's a, that's an if, you know, if Will Fuller stays healthy, that's an if I grant it. If David Johnson stays healthy, that's an if, if Randall Cobb stays, I get all those ifs, but if they play, they're going to be hard to deal with. They got two first round picks at tackle. They got Tunzel, you know, and they got the Howard kid who they picked in the first round. They're much better on their offensive line. I mean, this is a good offensive team. Now, do I think they're great defensively? Not a chance. Not a chance. I think that I think JJ Watt should play twenty plays, not sixty. I think less of JJ would be more, but I think they have a chance to be really an explosive offense, and I think they're going to be able to compete with the Chiefs in terms of points. Do I think they're going to be able to beat the Chiefs? No, but I think if it, it, early in the season, if somebody's willing to give you almost double digits, I, I again, I'm not picking this game. It's not going towards my record. I want to be very clear with that, but I would lean towards taking the to taking the Texans. It's just so great to now know we've got football back. And yes, after this miserable year that 2020 has been in this pandemic, let's just hope we get through this season. Players are going to follow protocols. We can uh, live with COVID-19 and still be able to watch our NFL football every Sunday and, of course, on Mondays as well. And I do want to close now on a positive note because I read the reviews that did like us. Here's one from Dreamworld. Not only do I learn a lot, but Michael Lombardi 
Lombardi is absolutely hilarious. You guys are great. Thank you very much. And one more here from Be Sexy, and we'll close with this. This is the best football podcast out there. Lombardi actually forms his own opinions and doesn't just regurgitate the opinions of ESPN or Fox, etc. He's out of the league now, so he says what he wants and doesn't have an agenda like 99% of people that cover the NFL. I don't gamble, but he gives great gambling advice during the season. That's about as good as it gets, Mike. Yeah, I mean, and that's really what this whole podcast is about. It's like we're just we're unfiltered. I mean, I'm not. I'm too. First of all, I'm too fucking old anyway. You know, and I and I live in the past, but you know, I'm not gonna not say what I think. Part of the reason when I worked in the league, I said what I thought. And and when you work in a league, the way you get ahead in the league is if you keep your mouth shut. I mean, you could be a monk and 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 have a long-term career in the NFL if you say nothing. You know, you can just, you know, write on a little blackboard because nobody, they just want you to agree and move on. Whereas I, I can't live like that. I got to be able to say it. And look, the number one thing, and I appreciate the commentary, the number one thing is you got to admit when you're wrong. Like, if you can't admit when you fuck it up, then there's no sense. Like, anytime I would interview a scout, I would say, you know, tell me, tell me what your three number one, tell me what your three worst uh, decisions were in terms of who you graded. If you don't have that off the top of your head, you, you, you haven't really worked at your job. Like, if you want to keep doing what Ryan Pace is doing and make us believe MVP Mitch is a good player, that's not how you get better. So it's the same thing on this podcast. Why would I say shit that, that I don't believe? You know, I, like I, I don't have any, look, I got two sons that work in the league, you know, and they, they work, one works in New England. So you know how I feel about New England. I mean, he's the greatest coach of all time. So I'm like, I'm going to take a shot at him. Right. Okay. You know, and then, you know, my other one works at Carolina with Matt Rule, who I love Matt Rule. I've been pushing Matt Rule for anybody. So, you know, I'm fortunate they work for friends, but the reality of it is, is if you can't say what you think, then you got nowhere. And we need more of that. And, and the fans get cheated. You know, like the fans get cheated. The number one stat in football, the number one stat in all of football is first half point differential. No one talks about it. No one talks about the importance of that, right? Last year, you know, the Bears, they were the 31st ranked team in offensive football in the first quarter. No wonder why their defense sucks. It's shit like that. You've got to be able to look at stuff and move forward. So... You know, that's why. And I, and I get to vent about the 76ers, who still haven't hired a coach. By the way, Billy Donovan's available. I, I don't know if the 76ers are working today because they're probably their sports science department gave them the day off because, they you know, they probably have gone two or three days in a row. But you might want to call Billy Donovan, just to FYI. From waste management to rest management. That's right. Don't want to load guys up. Donovan and Oklahoma City Thunder parting ways. Uh, this is now our second season together. Please do spread the word of the GM Shuffle. Thank you all for listening. We're back twice a week now that the football season starts. So we'll talk to you guys again on Monday. You know, if you really want to gain an edge in life, it's all about doing the little things, making the little changes that add up to the biggest of differences. And that's where our friends at Seed really kick in. My daily routine is pretty hectic. I wake up in the morning, I'm checking the betting odds, I'm looking at all the news that's going on. Well, I do need something that's going to keep me on track with my gut health, and DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic benefits my gut, my skin, and heart health in just two little capsules a day. I mean, I've integrated it into my daily routine with breakfast. Boop, take one in the morning, it's an easy capsule, and that's all you got to do there. And what I've noticed, I wake up with better energy, I'm sharper at work, I'm doing all the things that I need to do to get stuff done. 
done. And because it's really, really key since your body is your ecosystem. You know, your gut is the central hub for various pathways through the body. And a healthy gut means benefits for digestion, skin health, heart health, your immune system, and much more. And what's really cool about this is that if you need a refill, it's already on the way. Probiotics and prebiotics work best when you use consistently like other routine health habits. So Seed subscription service easily builds DSO-1 into your routine with no refrigeration needed. Trust your gut with Seed's DSO-1 daily symbiotic. Go to seed.com shuffle and use code 25SHUFFLE. That's 25SHUFFLE to get 25% off your first month. 25% off your first month of Seed's DSO-1 daily symbiotic at seed.com slash shuffle code 25 shuffle